Well, we are so glad that we can be back here in person. And those of you who are still online with us, thank you for joining us today. If you haven't already done it, this is a great time right now. This might be something that some people might need to hear in your life. We give you permission wherever you are at home or right here. Grab your phone. Let's share this right now so that people can join in with the message today because I am about to experience something with you together that I've never seen before in a church on a Sunday morning in my entire life. And I grew up in church. I've never seen this ever, 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 ever done before. And maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. Because this is either going to be one of the most awesome Sundays that you joined us today, or it's going to be a train wreck. Either way, you're going to be glad you were here, okay? And so uh, I I just have a question, though, before we get in and, and let you know what that's going to be. And the question is, Vous êtes prêts à étudier la Bible? Are you ready? Here's the question. Are you ready to study God's word today? All right, let me ask the people online as well. If you're ready, go ahead and put that in whatever language it is you speak in the comments right now. Let us know that you're ready to study God's word with us. Now, when we look at all the problems in our world today, with social injustice and fighting and hatred, selfishness and sin. And we wonder as Christians, what can we do? What can we do? And of all the things that we can do, one of the most powerful, one of the most important things that we can do is to pray. And so in this series, we've been talking about powerful prayers that are scripture-fed, spirit-led. And we've been teaching on that all month long. And today, we're going to drive that home with a model for you to experience what that can look like in your life. But E.M. Bounds has this fantastic quote. E.M. Bounds says, it is better to let the work in our lives go by default than to let the praying go by neglect. Whatever affects the intensity of our praying, intensity of our praying affects the value of our work. Nothing is well done without prayer for the simple reason that it leaves God out of the account. It is so easy to be seduced by the good to the neglect of the best until both the good and the best perish. How easy to neglect prayer or abbreviate our praying simply by the plea that we have so much work on our hands. Satan has effectively disarmed us when he can keep us too busy doing things to stop and pray. Uh, Douglas McDougal says, or Donald McDougal says, if human effort is the means of victory over spiritual forces, then the more believers exert themselves physically, the greater the chance of victory. In other words, if all of this is just about how hard we work, then the harder we work, the more we'll accomplish for God's kingdom. But on the other hand, if the only recourse is to depend fully upon the Lord, then they would spend more time on their faces in his presence, seeking his help. If the church wants 
to succeed in its God-given mission. Its leadership must realize that one of its greatest needs is more prayer meetings, not more planning meetings. And this is true for us as individuals as well in our own lives. In fact, let's make that personal and read back through it again and just put ourselves. If, if Christians want to succeed in their God-given mission, they must realize that one of the greatest needs is more prayer meetings, not just more planning meetings. And so in this series, we've been trying to equip people to pray more intentionally in our daily lives. And for some of you, this is a practice that you have carried on for years and can testify to the power of God at work when you make prayer a part of your everyday rhythm of life. Prayer and Bible, Bible and prayer, prayer and Bible, Bible and prayer. But for many, this is a new thing or maybe a habit that we've gotten out of and have noticed the, the, the deficiencies in our lives because of it. And so we've, we've tried to set up some, some guardrails and guidelines to help you get started in developing this, this daily discipline. But I mentioned two Sundays ago that I think one of the missing elements in, in many Christians' lives is group prayer, group prayer. You see, what we find in Scripture, and we looked a few weeks ago at all these passages in Scripture that show again and again and again when God shows up in the most miraculous of ways, when God moves and does amazing things and, 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 and brings healings and transformation and, and life change and advances the mission of his kingdom in this world, that many of the most powerful prayer times in Scripture are when Christians come together in groups to pray. And that's where it becomes awkward, right? That's where we get embarrassed. That's where we get uncomfortable because most of us have never been taught how to pray, right? We just like, you ought to pray. You ought to go to prayer meetings. You ought to, when it, we're going to open up the floor and everybody pray and, and we just expect that it will happen naturally so often. And then we wonder why our prayers in groups are often so awkward and powerless, and so I want to give you just a, a couple of little guidelines to help your small group. We're a church of small groups. We have prayer groups throughout the week. We even dream out of this series, especially out of today. I wonder if there might be businesses around our community where prayer groups start, workplaces, educational places, schools, communities, neighborhoods, families, where maybe you'll start these kinds of prayer groups that you'll see modeled today. But I want to give you, whenever you're in a group prayer, a couple of prayer busters and prayer feeders. Some of the things that we have observed over the years that will actually help prayer get better, but many times we do things that actually unintentionally inhibit the power of our group prayer times. So the first prayer buster is this. What we'll often do is sit down in a group of people and we'll ask this question. All right, folks, who has a prayer request today? Right? That's what, that's what we always do, right? We sit down in a group, we get a small group. All right, who has a prayer request today? And what often happens, at least in my experience, is what follows is 45 minutes of talking about our problems and five minutes actually praying to the one who can do something about them, right? Most of our prayer meetings are more talking to each other than actually going to the God who can do something about it, 
And so what we have developed around here in many of our prayer gatherings, and, and this year we're going to be teaching our small groups to do this more and more, and you can practice in your small group this week and next week in doing this. Maybe start like this. The, the leader or someone opens up with a passage of scripture that's on our heart today. And then you begin to read the scripture and begin to pray the scripture together. So maybe instead you say, hey folks, as we pray today, lift up your requests to God and we will agree with you. Instead of just telling us your prayer requests, we're gonna hear it as you say it to God. So just instead of us saying it to us and then saying it again twice, tell God right now and we will join you in prayer. We will join you in prayer. We'll, we'll say amen. We'll, we'll, we'll agree with you. And even as you end, maybe someone else will jump in and, and add to the prayer request that, that you just made. So maybe instead of just saying, who has a prayer request today, talking for 45 minutes and praying for five, instead, what if we just said, hey, folks, let's go to God together today. And if you have a prayer request, lift it up, and we're here to support you in agreement together. Here's another prayer buster that we often do. So what we'll do is, okay, now it's time to pray. Let's just open up the floor for anyone who wants to pray. And, and, and often what happens then is three or four bold souls will courageously speak up and pray, and everybody else is kind of scared and anxious that we might get called on, right? <laughs> like, please don't call on me and make me pray out loud, because we've never been taught how to pray. We'd, we're afraid that you have to say fancy words, and you're supposed to make it you know, sound like a preacher person, and, and, and yet what if instead of just coming up with on our own what we think God needs to hear, what if we begin to declare what he has already says is his will? Instead, let's open our Bibles and allow God to speak as we pray his word. And so you begin with, with a, a, a scripture that maybe God lays upon your heart. It's been said that prayer is a two-way conversation. And Daniel Henderson talks about how, well, if, if we are going to, to, to pray and, and that whoever starts the conversation usually directs the conversation. And so if prayer is about telling God what he ought to do to make our lives more comfortable, then surely we should start with our own requests, which is what we often do. But instead, if, if prayer is about submitting to and seeking his will in our lives, then maybe we should let him be the one who starts the conversation. And how do we do that? We pray with open Bibles, with open Bibles. And, and so last week, Jeremy taught us on one of the most powerful scripture-fed prayers in all of scripture when Jesus was asked by his disciples, teach us how to pray. And, and, and in this model that we call the Lord's Prayer, he, he gave us about five different themes, topics, subjects that are included in the most powerful of prayers. He starts, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, starting with worship declaring the goodness of God, because the more we get our sights focused upon who God is, the more we can begin to see his power over our problems. The more things begin to come back into perspective when we worship, 
Make sure worship is, is a part of our prayer time. Submission and invitation. Jesus says next, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We submit to God. We invite him to come and have his way, just as Jesus prayed in the garden. Nevertheless, Father, here's what I want, but not my will, but your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And then we can get to our prayer requests. Give us this day our daily bread. And daily bread is more than just food. This is about our daily needs, the requests that we, that we carry so heavily upon our hearts and we come and we lay them before his throne and we say, Lord, you are sufficient to provide for all that we need. And maybe we even begin to pray for our loved ones, those who are struggling, pray for healing in God's direction. Confession, forgive us our debts as we also forgive others. You see, one of the greatest inhibitors to the answers to our prayers sometimes is unconfessed sin. And we're asking God, hear me, listen to me. And God says, I'm having a hard time hearing you through the midst of your unconfessed sin. And maybe God wants to speak to you about something. You say, Lord, reveal to me anything that needs your forgiveness. Confession. And then Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Bible tells us that, that there is an evil one, Satan, the devil, the liar, the deceiver, who is prowling around this earth, seeking whomever he can devour. And so we pray for strength to stand up against temptation and to stand up against the, the deception of the enemy, to be powerful so that we can stand up and even the gates of hell will not be able to stand against against us as we are empowered by the Spirit of Almighty God. And so this is, these are some of the, the five elements that are found in a powerful prayer, no matter what scripture you pray. But now, finally, we get to the part that we've never done before. Are you ready? We are going to do something special with four uh, of our just people here in the church who are wonderful, wonderful people who are involved in small groups and just like you, and are going to uh, help us with an example today. And we're going to have a special prayer meeting as all four of our friends come out and join us here. And, and, and what's going to happen is this is going to just be a group prayer meeting, and you get to be here and be part of it. All of you online to join in and pray right along. Prayer as a group is not a passive thing. It's not somebody speaks and everybody else listens. It's somebody speaks to God and we join in agreement. There's power in agreement in our prayer. And that's why group prayer is so powerful according to Scripture. So let me introduce you to our friends as I grab my Bible because we're going to pray with open Bibles today. And down here on the end, we have Travis Tate. Everybody, would you welcome Travis Tate today? Here to my left, your right, is Faith Ashagbon. Would you welcome Faith? On my right, we have Debbie Curry. Would you welcome Debbie today? 
your, your small group came to support you today. Look at that. And then on the far end here, we have Javier Silva. Would you welcome Javier? Excellent. And so the passage that we're going to pray out of today for our scripture-fed, spirit-led prayer is Romans chapter 12. So if you go ahead and grab your Bible, or if you didn't bring a a paper Bible or at home, if you want to just grab your phone, you can do that as well, and look up Romans 12. Now, we're going to put this on the screen, but once we finish reading through the chapter and begin praying this scripture, it's not going to be on the screen anymore. And so I want to ask you, please, please, please do this, would you? Keep your Bible open. Keep your phone or device open to Romans 12. And as we pray, somebody here might reference. Lord, in verse 8, it says. Lord, in verse 15, we see this and and begins to pray into that. And this is going to be so much more valuable as an experience for us together and also as a teaching model for you to learn from how to pray through Scripture if you actually have your Scripture open to participate. Remember, prayer is not passive. It's not just listening. It's participating in agreement together. All right. Are you ready? Hopefully you have found Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read the whole chapter first. Romans 12 verse 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And by the way, in my, I'm in the old 1984 NIV. Some of you, if you're in the new NIV, like the screen or other translations, your wording might be just a little bit different here and there. But then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Verse 3, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many, the church, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. 
Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Because listen, you do not overcome or do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so, Heavenly Father, we come to you today. And Lord, we pray that you would be glorified. Lord, we invite you to move here in this place and among your people. For anyone who is watching online right now as we maybe shut off the distractions, maybe even turn down the lights and just listen to your voice. Lord, do a mighty thing among us. Show us a picture of who you are, for you are a good God. You are worthy of our praise. You are faithful and true. And so we come today and invite you to have your way among us. In verse 1, we are pleaded to present ourselves before the Lord as a living and holy sacrifice because of what he's done for us. That this is the way we are to worship him. And so, Jesus, we come before you this morning so thankful, so filled with love and appreciation that you died for us. And so, Father, I willingly lay down myself before you as a living sacrifice. Holy Spirit, come and burn away all those things in me that are not of you. No more do I pray less of me and more of you, Jesus. But no, I pray none of me and all of you, Jesus. For the only way to worship you is in spirit and in truth. So I die to self that you might rise up in me, Holy Spirit that my worship would be true and pure in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Heavenly Father, this is your word. I reference you this morning that he has a person and as a church. Father, we come before your presence as a church to reference the maker of the heaven and the earth, to reference the monarch of the universe, to reference the owner of the world. God, you have no rival. You have no competitor. You are the owner. You are the landlord. You own the earth. The Bible tells us that the earth was formed by God and everything in it. Daddy, this morning we reference you. 
Daddy, we give it to you because you are the one that's seated upon the throne. And the throne is yours. Lord, we come again this morning as a church to confess our sins. Because the Bible says that we should not be conformed by the world, but be transformed by our mind. Lord, we have sinned against you. Our mind has been far from you. Daddy, we have seeked after the world and the things of the world. In the place of God, we have looked unto man, and our help does not come from man. But God, we come unto your presence this morning to say we are sorry because we have sinned. Daddy, we have seen and we know that forgiveness comes from you. Daddy, have mercy upon us. God, have mercy and let your grace stand for us this morning, oh God. Lord, I pray, oh God, because our mind needs to be transformed. Daddy, the living of a man and the success of a man lies in the state of his mind. Lord, we want to enter into the realm of success. That is our prayer to you. And God, that is why we pray today. That we need you to transform our mind. It is what we cannot do by our own. It doesn't matter the books that we can read. It doesn't matter our level of education. It doesn't matter what we know, what we have read on the internet. Daddy, only you can transform our mind. And this morning, oh God, we hold on to you. We hold on yes. to the cross. The reason why Jesus Christ came to die for us is that we will be saved and that we will have victory. The purpose of God for mankind is that we will dominate and have dominion. It is not the will of God that we will be in sickness. It is not the will of God that our mind will be under captivity. No. That is today, oh God, we come as a church. That our mind will be transformed. That we will enter into the realm and the state of dominion. And that is why today, God, I cry unto you, oh God. Daddy, I cry unto my heavenly father. The one that can do what no man can do. The one that can move where no man can move. Daddy, the throne is yours. Daddy, what is my prayer point today? Is that God, we need to be set free. The Bible says that God has not given unto us the spirit of fear. He has given unto us the spirit of power. He has given unto us the spirit of love. And he has given unto us the spirit of a sound mind. Daddy, we need a sound mind. Enough, oh God. We do not want people to go into depression. We do not want to be confused because it is not of God. Daddy, today we pray for a sound man. A yes. sound man that will make us to make the rightful decision. Yes. A sound man that will take us into the place of acknowledging God as God. A sound man that will make us to love God and love our neighbor. A sound man that will make us to stay in the place of humility. A sound man that will make us to seek God. A sound man that will lead us into the place of power. A sound man of God that will make us to take over nations and territories in the place of God. A sound man of God that will make us to love our Father and we will stand here. Daddy, today I pray that my generation will not fail you. Daddy, we will seek you, we will follow you. Daddy, we will serve you, oh God. A sound man, oh God, that in this church, we are located in mountain. Daddy, we take over the land of mountain for you because you are the owner of the world. Daddy, take the glory today. Let our mind be transformed. Daddy, heal our soul. Daddy, heal our spirit man. Daddy, heal our body. Daddy, we are sick in the body because our mind is not transformed. But today, oh God, we come against the spirit of the strong man. We pull down 
man, the strong man that owns the soul into captivity. That is why Jesus Christ came. Every strong man that owns the soul of a man unto captivity, I come against you and I pull you down. Let the people of God be set free. Let the sick be healed. Let the sick in the hospital be healed. Let the sick in the church be healed. Ah, every sick soul. Yet the word of God. I yes. say be healed because yes. that is the will of God. Yes. That is why God is God. Yes. Receive healing today yes. in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. Amen. God's church says amen. 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 Now, now I, I just want to interject here. That's some advanced level ninja warrior praying, okay? Don't, don't expect that you have to be able to pray like that the very first small group, okay? Right. But, but we press in. We call upon the Lord. And don't be afraid of quiet times in prayer either to let God speak. Let God speak. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. We are thankful in this moment. And now we know that we are part of your body. And you have given us a different purpose a different gifts to your glory, to your kingdom. God, in this moment, I pray for any gift that you have given for everyone in your body that can be used for the purpose of your glory, for the purpose of your kingdom. Lord, as we know, we want your kingdom here in earth as it is in heaven. Father, if you has given us the gift of prophesy, we have to do it to the amount of the faith that we have. Talk to the things that are not yet to come in true. If you are given us the gift to serve others, Please, God, help us to do our best serving in our community, serving God in the church. Lord, that we know that everyone has different gifts. And we encourage them to use it. Because we know, God, that you are put at those to leader in our community, to leadership, in our church, to spread the word of God to others in need. Lord, we pray, and we ask you, Lord, put in us a sincere love to others as you love us. God, and we know that you are good, and we know through your word through scripture, as it says in the verse 4 and the verse 6 of this chapter. We thank you, God, because we are totally different, with different kind of mind, with different skills and assets. But you have chosen us, no matter how different we are, because we are part of your body to commit to do a purpose in you. Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name. 
because yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Yes, Lord, we praise you. Amen. As I look upon verse 6, it's a phrase that's repeated throughout this chapter. God has given. In his grace, God has given. And it makes me think of the greatest gift. For God so loved, he gave. And not only did he give us his son as a redeeming blood sacrifice for our sin so that we could be restored to the family of God, being washed and cleansed. He gave us Holy Spirit. And in the Holy Spirit and in his grace, he has given us different gifts. You're such a good father. Such a good, good father. A good dad. You love your kids. And I also fell on verse 2. I know most of my life I wondered, what, what is God's will for my life? What is his will that is good? What is his will that is pleasing? What is is his will that is perfect for Travis. <laughs> and I thank you that you've made it possible for me to be restored to you, Father. That my sins might be forgiven. That I can call brothers and sisters from every tribe, tongue, nation, and color in the world, because of the blood of Jesus, we are children of God. And you have given us purpose to bring glory to you. So we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word that teaches us how to pray, that teaches us about who you are, Father. I look at verse 11 right before the beginning of verse 12 and it says, for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is tended and is intended for his glory. All glory to Jesus forever and ever and ever. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to receive praise and honor and glory. Thank you. Thank you for the great price that you pay for us, determining our worth in your eyes. We are worth the life and blood of your one and only begotten Son. And in him, we find life, we find purpose, and we find joy. Give us the grace to walk out the gifts that you've given us, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. 
In verse 14, we read, bless those who persecute you. And Father, these are difficult times. So many things we don't understand. So many things we don't like. We don't like masks. We don't like lineups where we have to be apart. We don't like not getting hugs. And sometimes we want to blame those we feel are, are persecuting us and and let's just say our world is politically charged right now father so let's i bless our government i ask lord that you pour an anointing out on the world leaders in our world especially here in canada and in the united states and what's happening father that you would bless the leadership that you would bless them with your wisdom that you would bless them with and surround them with men and women who know and love you who can speak truth into their lives that father you would draw them to you and that they would choose to honor you and live in truth and to worship and serve you father we pray blessing over those in leadership. Father, help me to be a person of blessing. Help me to wake up every day to choose blessing. When that person cuts in front of me as I'm driving along, help me to bless that person, Father. Help me to remember that I gave myself to you as a living sacrifice and that I have a renewed mind by the power of the Holy Spirit because I have the mind of Christ. So help me to be a blessing to those around me. Help each of us to show your love in us to the world because only your love, only your love changes everything. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father God, we pray this day because the Bible says that righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach to any nation or any person. Father, we pray that you will establish righteousness upon the heart of everyone. That we want our hearts to be your throne room. We want our heart to be where you live, where light lives. Father, we pray today that let your righteousness be established upon the heart of everyone. Let your righteousness be established in the church, in Mountain Wesleyan Church. Let the foundations of this church be built upon righteousness. Daddy, we pray for Moncton, where the church is being located. We pray that the foundations of Moncton will be built upon righteousness. That the foundations of New Brunswick will be built yes, upon Lord. righteousness. Yes, that the foundations of Canada will be built upon righteousness. Amen. That the foundation of North America will be built upon righteousness. God, we pray today that our hearts will follow after you because we are going to follow after righteousness. Daddy, our children will follow after you. Our young men will follow after you. Daddy, our old men will seek you. The name of God will not be raised in our generation, will not be raised in our time. 
Father, we pray today, let our children seek after you. Let us seek after you. God, we are praying again that we need the light of God. There is darkness over the earth. That it has gross darkness over the land because of our sin. Because we have seeked after vain things and not God. But today, God, we pray that we want your light. Let there be light. Let your light shine in the heart of men. Let your light shine in our heart, oh God. Let us seek after you. Let us have solutions. In God only there is freedom. In God only there is liberty. In yes. him only there is the way. God is the way. There is no other way. Today, God, we pray that let your light illuminate in our life. Yes. Let it illuminate in our land. Let the land hear the voice of God. Daddy, we pray today, oh God, we pray that the altar of righteousness will be built upon the land and then men will seek after you. No more darkness. Why? Because God is the one that rules over the affairs of men. Take the glory, O oh God. Let your name be glorified. Let your kingdom come upon the land. Let your kingdom come. As from today, we shall sorrow no more. Why? Because God has brought light into our life. Then we will testify. Take the glory, O oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. So, Father, we thank you for meeting with us here today. Lord, my heart is drawn to those right now who are suffering grief, those who are in times of great difficulty. Fear is creeping in. Lord, for those who are, are looking for a touch from you. And verse, verse 12, what a, a powerful commission we've been given to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Lord, help us to be joyful in hope. Help us to be patient in affliction. And Lord, help us to be faithful in prayer. Lord, I wonder right now if even there's someone who is listening to the sound of my voice and you're speaking to them in this moment and a healing that they've been praying for that maybe this is the moment of blessing that you're going to reach down and touch their body in a way that literally takes them by surprise right now and do something powerful and miraculous. Lord, that you would restore that which has been broken. That you would help them as their hope rises up now, as 
their patience and affliction is strengthened and that they become faithful in prayer. That the miracle work you're doing right now would be carried out in the daily faithfulness of their lives. And Lord, there's so much in this passage that we could pray through. I I wish that we could take another hour and just keep going. We've just barely even scratched the surface today, Lord. But I thank you for my brothers and sisters here up front. I thank you for everybody here in the room. I thank you for those who are with us online right now, live or even watching throughout the rest of the week right now. And Lord, I, I pray that what's happened here today Lord, what's happened here today, may it be a a picture that we have in mind for what powerful prayer can be. Lord, we are nothing without you. We are nothing without you. And we're, we're also incomplete without each other in the body of Christ. That's what we've read here in Romans 12. We need each other and we need you. It's both. And so, Lord, I I pray that even right now, you would be raising up the prayer power in our small groups, that you would be raising up the prayer power of groups that will be starting uh, throughout the week here at the church out in our community as prayer groups begin in places of business and in schools. And, and Lord, this distancing makes all that stuff so much more complicated. We'd rather be sitting shoulder to shoulder and hugging on each other. And, but, Lord, none of this has taken you by surprise. And in this season where hopelessness seems to abound, Lord, may your strength rise up. May the faith of your people shine a light into the darkness of our community as we glorify you here and around the world. In the name of Jesus and all God's people say amen Amen. online. If you want to go ahead and type in amen to join with us, would you thank our prayer partners today? Thank you, guys.